beautiful morning once again to all our listeners in Futa and its environs, Akure in general. This is the morning show on Futa Radio 93.1 FM. You are locked on right now to Trending Issues, where we will be uh, tabling some matters uh, that are important, trending all over the world, but as especially as relates to Nigeria. We have our team of uh, analysts right here ready to get in on it. Now, you might recall that ASU began uh, a one-month warning strike on the 14th of February. People have called it uh, their Valentine's gift to the government in some cases. And since then, it has not suspended its industrial Action Now, the Minister of State for Education, Mekan Wajuba, has been in the news and at the forefront in recent times, but not in ways that we have expected. And he's here again right now saying that it doesn't make sense for members of the Academic Staff Union of Universities, that's ASU, to continue to earn salaries while on strike. S. Egon, thank you for joining us. Give your take on his statements. Greetings, everybody. Um, I totally agree with him. He is right. He is doing his job. I mean, no work, no pay. That is ideal. That should be normal. Mm. If you don't work, you are not expected to get paid. Mm. But you see, if we look at the laws of the land, particularly the laws that establish the civil service and all of that, we will know that what he's saying does not work. Let's assume that we don't have laws that actually negate such a statement now. We would have said, oh, he's making amazing sense. <coughs> but unfortunately, I don't understand where it is coming from. If they strike, mm-hmm. for as long as they went on strike mm. and they've not been working, mm. when they resume strike, during the times when they were on strike mm. and the times that they work, you will pay them. Mm. That is it. It's been established. Mm. The labor laws, the labor act everything you know that has to do with that especially in nigeria does not in any way support this because several um uh, governments have tried it before they've made such statements but we know what came out of it that nothing you still end up paying so why don't you just do the right thing Hmm. and this is coming for someone who his committee of friends have already bought a form for him to run for president so if he becomes president so what does he have to offer (laughs) If this is his way of reasoning, if he doesn't understand basic laws hmm. and how these things function, then how does he hope to aspire to be the president of the nation? Hmm. And that's why I said that more than ever before, this 2023, we should really ask serious questions, not questions of religion or questions of ethnicity or questions of, uh, but questions of competence. I mean, for me, for this kind of statement, I will even though I mean, he was never a contender in the first place. <laughs> if people felt that he was, I mean, I don't know. Some people may have felt that he was because of the zoning thing. If we talk of competence, I mean, he was never a contender. Mm. But this kind of statement, showing a blatant ignorance of how the labor laws work, making such a statement in, in something that you're supposed to be finding solutions to mm. and that it falls directly under your purview. No, he's saying that the Ministry of Education, in, in his statements, he said the Ministry of Education isn't the employer of the lecturers, uh, that they were just a supervisory body. What kind of statement do you think that I, meant? I rest my case. Okay, it's okay. I want to say that what he said is ideal. Hmm. Any worker that is not working should not get their pay. Hmm. Great. Hmm. But every worker 
deserves an enabling environment to work effectively. So what ASU is demanding is an enabling environment, a viable one, to be able to perform their functions. Fine. It's also making another analogy that they are not actually the employer, hmm. but they are the supervising. Great. If your worker is not working and you are the supervisor, what are you doing? You are not working also. So, the law that I gave to us is also applicable to Ministry of Education. They don't decide their pay. Because if I employ a supervisor and the workers on them down tools, what am I going to pay for supervising what? So the law that he puts to the fore is also applicable to him. <clears throat> for me, you see, I think we've gotten to this level that we take serious things. <clears throat> we make for it granted. for granted. We, for them, it's fun. They just have to say something to make it look that they are doing something. Hmm. And it's irritating. Hmm. Honestly speaking, it's irritating. If you are saddled with a responsibility, you want to become president. Nobody, every, all of us, all, all the 200 million Nigeria are eligible hmm. to become president. If, it's not, it's if not, you meet a if, you, if you meet a certain criteria. Okay. So, <laughs> so it's not somebody's father's uh, inheritance or so. <laughs> but this is the truth. Your job, are you performing it? There have been agreements. Have you fulfilled it? Oh, if you have come boldly to tell us that they have given us 20 points, we've made five points or 10. Then everybody will be on answer now that what is wrong with you people? Oh, they've given so, 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 so point. You've not addressed any. And then you say they should resume to work. It means you have failed because part of your job is to negotiate. <coughs> if you want to employ somebody, you negotiate. If that person wants to be promoted, you talk, you negotiate. There's always level of negotiation after engagement in a workplace. If I feel, for example, that my working environment is no longer conducive. I may ask for... Sometimes asking for better working conditions is not necessarily money. It's only us that always put the emphasis on money. Do we have viable laboratory in the universities? I've been to three federal universities as in I went through them. There's nothing to write home about there. Futa is one of them. When you compare to what the standards in the private companies that I have been privileged to work in, there's nothing to write home about there. There's no standard lab here, for example, here, that you compare with that of Nestle or some of these big organizations. So what are we talking about? I think they should leave that their office and stroll, take a walk hmm. to Ghana, to Liberia, to Kenya, and go and see how university look like. <laughs> then they should come and talk to us better. Hmm. Um, some people would argue that they even know what those universities their look children like. Are, their children are there now. Okay. I'll just pretend. Now, Padre, let's uh, come to you on this. Uh, give your thoughts on that and on the fact that uh, Sarkay said something uh, very rightly, saying that the minister, uh, the, the government, takes these things for granted. It seems like he's echoing the words uh, of uh, the Sanu counseling body, uh, who is said as the president of the Senior Staff Association of Nigerian Universities, Mohammed Ibrahim, who is accusing the federal government of focusing on frivolous things and neglecting the education sector and the youth, as we all know, Sanu as well, uh, is on strike right now. What do you think, Padre? Uh, well, um, <clears throat> just like what uh, the two first speakers have said, uh, the junior minister in the Ministry of Education talking about no work, no payment. 
I think it's just a standard, and uh, but sometimes you don't apply that in every context. The context in which we are talking of now is different from when somebody just on his or own decided not to go to work. Mm. Maybe take a leave from work without even permission, without mm-hmm. even approval. Mm. In fact, there is this other part of labor law that says that if somebody does not come to work or does not do his or work and another person does it, the person is should be paid for doing the work that the other person has neglected to do. Yes. Meaning that if you have neglected your work, Without proper approval from 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 the authority, mm-hmm. whoever has been saddled with that responsibility mm-hmm. will get an extra pay, mm-hmm. and you you don't get your pay. So we know how some of these labor uh, labor laws how, how they they operate. But then when we are talking about in this context, this is what is happening. Mm-hmm. I am a doctor. Yeah, you employed me in your hospital to attend to patients. Mm-hmm. Now. I don't have an office to sit in. I don't even have a, a stethoscope and some other things, maybe to check blood pressure and other stuff to examine my patients. Mm. I don't have what it takes to diagnose whatever is wrong with them. Mm-hmm. Even if I have for diagnosis, I don't even have for prognosis. Mm. In the theater, I want to operate on a patient. There is not even nothing to put the patient on. Mm. No light. I don't have enough assistance to help me. And after a while, any sane person, anybody who knows the ideal, who knows what he or she is doing, and who cares about the productivity, would definitely come forward to say, Oga, I know you want me to work here and I want to work here, but I can't work under these conditions. Hmm. It's either you improve these conditions or I go somewhere else. Hmm. Because if I keep operating patients without enough assistance, without light, and patients keep dying, mm. you are running down my own, uh, my, my own career. Yes. It will be on record that each time I go for surgery, I must lose a patient. Whereas it's not because I, did, I don't know what I'm, what I'm supposed to do, but it's because you are not providing the, the necessary facility for me to do my work. Mm. And so is either you provide it, or I stop coming to work. That is the situation with ASU. So ASU is not just saying on their own that they don't want to work. They are saying that you are not giving us what it takes to do our work well. So we will not, we, we, you have not done this because we have always been coming to work. So you ignore. And we have seen that the only way we can make you to put these things into place after so many promises is to stay away from work. Mm. So that maybe when we stay away from work, it will dawn on you that, see, I have to do these things if I want these people to come back to work. Mm. Personally, I don't feel the minister is justified to say that. Yes, okay. In fact, you are a minister. I think you became minister in 2019. Mm. Between 2019 and 2022, ASWA has gone on strike for how many months? <laughs> More than a year. Mm. In fact, you should see yourself as, as a failure. Issue. As the same issue. You should see yourself as a failure. As a supervisor. <laughs> you say you are supervising. What? And yet the people under you, they are not coordinated. They are not getting what they are supposed to get. Is that when you build a house, you have uh, an engineer who supervises the laborers. You are not provided the pans to carry the cement. You are not providing, you are not providing the vehicle to bring down the blocks. And they are saying, oh God, we cannot walk. And me, that I'm the owner of the house. 
who am I going to hold responsible? I should hold I should hold the engineer responsible because you are supposed to make sure that these things are there. But if I say but Oga you too, you didn't give me you didn't give me money to do any any of these things. Then everybody has the blame, but the the only persons who don't have any blame at all are the laborers. And this is us. But then you see a kind of reverser that you are not putting all the blames on them. You want to be whipping emotions and be doing emotional blackmail that the children are at home, some people are heartless, some people are not considerate. A lot of statements have been brandished in the past. And I feel this is wrong. I feel that if I was the minister, I would be sitting down to examine myself, to evaluate myself. But unfortunately, we don't have shame in this country. Mm. Our leaders don't have shame. Mm-hmm. In the midst of all of this, you can see how everybody is running elter skater all around. Mm. How to purchase the presidential form. Everybody is planning it's for primaries. Mm-hmm. They are making trips all over the country, mm-hmm. trying it's to woo, right. trying to woo the delegates that will come to their uh, indirect primaries. primaries. And the main issue is it's left aside, unattended to. And then it's so bad that. Even though you are not in that caucus, you are not even at the table where they discuss, but the little facts you have is enough for you to make a lot of prediction mm. and say that, see, like I was telling Essigan a while ago that sometimes over like over a month ago, somebody was saying, ah, this has to strike. I want to do something. I want to do something. And I told the person, go, mm. go and do whatever you want to do. In the next one and a half months, I can assure you that this strike is not going to end and it's already past one and a half months now. And we are still dealing with a strike. So it's so is that terrible. And what Sanu is saying is not far from the truth. These things are obvious. The main topic in this country now that everybody is so much concerned about, especially among our leaders, is twenty twenty three elections. Nobody cares about any other thing. And it has always been the case, but then, like I always say, what kind of society have we created for ourselves? I am not sure. That in the United States, universities will be on strike <laughs> and one presidential candidate will be coming forward to say, especially when you are already in power mm. and you are looking for second term or you are part of the administration, yeah. you want to go for another office. Go tell you, go tell you can't what? even, it's, it's unimaginable. You it's could, unthinkable. You resign for, for, for ordinary accusations that are not even true. Even though they are not guilty, but they will say, see, I don't want my name, my because they know that. Their future lies in the present. If you don't do what it has to take now, no. your future is ruined if, you are, if care is not taken. And yet we have a minister who has been there in less than four years and universities have gone on strike for like 15, 16 months. And you, are, you even have the effrontery to come out to say you want to be the president of, a, of this nation. On what platform? Something is wrong. <laughs> and it's because of the society. We don't hold our leaders accountable mm. and because they know that they get away with it all the time that is why they can make statements that are insensitive that is why they can do things that is from their actions you know that these people they have no respect they have no regard for the citizens of this country as far as they are concerned they are just there for their own motives right. and it is when they are done on their own that they feel that they can get out of the picture all right so okay. we have set of leaders who I don't know how to put it to say penny wise, pound foolish. Yes. If we take the collective money mm. that we use in sending people abroad overseas, that's private people, politicians, and we use that money to develop our institution here, we will generate foreign exchange. Mm. 
in my days in the universities, we schooled with white people, Cameroonians, Egyptians, Indians, you know, Pakistanis, mm. other parts. In my secondary school days, in the 80s, it was like that also. There was something about our educational system then that brought foreigners. We were foreign lecturers. We are foreign teachers. We don't have any of that again. If we take... This budget is about 6% now. So mm. what are they talking about? Mm. What are they talking about? Mm. 6% to do what? 6% will not take care of the primary, the basic education. I went in the river area in the weekend. You, you are... You, our leaders, we need to take snapshots. So we, I think, like I see said, all of us need to do this reorientation so that when they want to come to us, we have pictures. We just have snapshots of some places and say, oh, God, sorry, leave your What are you going to do here? What are you going to do here? Let's change the narrative. Don't let them sing one song for us, song of hope. It will be better. They will give us one chorus. Then they will shout, road. Then we will go and vote. Hmm. I think we should wise up. We should wise up. As Essigon has said, everyone needs to ramp up their knowledge base so that these people can be engaged uh, more intellectually and logically. Now, let's come to something else, especially something that really appeals to us. It's the issue of uh, media freedom in Nigeria. The Nigerian Guild of Editors is saying that the media is under attack in Nigeria and that this uh, could put democracy in danger. What do you think about this, Essigon? Uh, well... Yeah, everybody has a right to actually air their opinions, mm. but after airing it, the consequences are no matter. <laughs> but it is expected, for instance, because the media has the responsibility to tell the people what is happening mm -hmm. and, of course, to put the leadership on its toes. Mm -hmm. You see, it, it's, it's amazing. Which day was it? I was... Uh, Rewatching or reviewing a video of El Rufai uh, during the Jonathan era, <laughs> and I, you know, attentively listened again, hmm. you know, to everything he said. And sometimes we wish that we can play these things, <laughs> but if we play them, <laughs> they are likely to say that um, we are. In no, the video has been talked about. Where, uh, where that no, that we are inciting, mm. you know, because the common thing with this um, present administration is the their definitions of issues, <laughs> you know, it's greatly shifting. Now we don't know. I mean, hate speech, then incisive speech, or that, and go and look back just pre uh, twenty fifteen. Go and look at this same set of people mm. that are the hem of affairs now. Mm -hmm. Go and look at exactly what they deployed against Goodluck Jonathan's oh, presidency. You, you, you understand? And you want to ask yourself, okay, how do we define that? As in, what, so what you people did when you did it, when it paid you, mm. uh, and it was uncensored. Mm. We had, we had. In fact, if if anybody has the time to just Google and dig up, you you have more. How do I put it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, provocative, provocative, and very very incisive words during that time, hmm. just to unseat, you know, the sitting president, and then to make yourself more popular to get there. 
And one of the things you said, I remember Arifai very well. He said that eh, if they don't want us to politicize it, then let them solve the issue so that we will not politicize it. Yeah. Either the issue of insecurity yes. or the issue of the kidnapped girls. Mm-hmm. That was what he said. Yes. That let them give us, in other words, let, let them give us nothing, no reason to talk. In other words, if they are doing good, then we will not complain that they are not doing anything. I mean, I can't just wake up and just say, for instance, that uh, President Buhari a few days ago was not sad when he himself said that he was sad and all of us saw him say that he was sad over the matter or someone said that he was sad over an issue. (laughs) I can't say that because he actually said it. But for me to now say that, ah, I saw him dancing when he had... Uh, the train, let's use the train kidnap for an example. Now, that would be pushing it, because I didn't see him dancing. That's a lie. So, I, I didn't say what I didn't see. And most people that are talking have not said what they have not seen. They are only reporting what is happening. How do we not want to agree with what this, this Guild of Editors are saying good. now? Because it's in this administration that we have the issue of 5 million. Yeah. Five million is is a is a cautionary statement. Yes. Sometimes when we are talking and we just remember, we look at our accounts and, and we just keep quiet. <laughs> because cameras. You, you understand? It is this administration, this administration, not previous administration. But this, uh, but this, hmm. reminding us of the times of uh, decree. Don't let me name it. Hmm. But some people that were alive then will recall that this administration. Is this administration that bans Twitter? Not the previous administration. Mm. This administration. And I just learned now that the president is back on Twitter. But it is <laughs> yes. this administration that banned Twitter. So if the guild editors are saying that, they are the ones that said that we should stop reporting terrorist activities. Security, yeah. You understand? Mm. We should, we should, they they gave us a time. Reporting it, that's uh-huh. mm. they, they said something like, which rather than say we're having issues of rising insecurity, mm. no, we should say so. They, they, you know, they are telling us. I mean, they, I'm sorry. You see, I've started. I, I just did a boom now. Yes, that one came out, and I'm sure people, please, no, read, it's, read, it's, read. it's five million. Come back alive. Come it's back alive. Million. <laughs> you know, they said rather we should we should say that. Uh, we are sure dealing with the so it's very easy for us to actually agree with the guild of editors that see the media because right now people are very very careful very very careful I am very very careful and a lot more media organizations are very very careful particularly mm. to call people to bring people and interview them because mm. we've had stations that they brought people they interviewed them True. And they were slammed with fine. This administration, this administration, not another one. Hmm. You understand? Yes. So let people shout no, shout that. Let us be watching and be be careful in our because if you have five million, talk. <laughs> but if you don't have five million, 
keep quiet. Okay, then. Uh-huh. That's still no problem. You're still all uh, Futurity 93.1 FM. We're still talking trending matters. And uh, the some of the characteristics of any democracy is the right to speech, uh, freedom of speech. And uh, the media is at the forefront of that, making sure that information is disseminated in the right way. This is not for the media organizations now that uh, actually thrive on fake news. Uh, this is actually for those who are trying to put the truth out there. Do you agree with what the NGE is saying, uh, Sake? Well, as Gunnar says some things, uh, we've always talked about fake news here. We've always talked about the fact that we need to know how to manage information. We need to, when we first hear, but like we used to say, two mm. things have made fake news to be rampant in mm. our days. People mm. want to get the first headline, you know, mm-hmm. get people's attention. Mm-hmm. Many times you, you even see some headline by the time you go through it and yes. you're wondering the correlation yes. between what you saw, I mean, as the headline and the content. I think we should, well, maybe because of the advent of social media, uh, media everybody have become a journalist sort of because mm-hmm. I think we should define professionalism, especially in True. the area of True. information dissemination. True. We should find a way of defining it. And I think maybe as a matter of policy, people that own blogs and all those things, they should be taken to the rudimentary, I mean, tutelage of basic information mm. dissemination. dissemination. Because you see, wrong information may lead to other things. Mm. I've, I, I myself, I've had to call one or two people when we hear some news mm. only to find out that it's not true. Mm. But you know, some people, they don't have that patience. They just go ahead and carry it. And then before, and the, the wondrous thing about it is that information travels fast. Even when you are trying to retrieve it, yes. most of the people have gone with it. Already. And some will not change their mind even about what they first heard. So I think we should do better. And I think government should find it. I'm not saying that they should now put all those restrictions we had before. Mm. But the truth is that there should be a consciousness and an awareness for everybody, both professional and non-professional, on how to manage and disseminate information. Information. Okay. Uh, now, for those of you listening, in case you didn't know, get that from today in history. Today's World Press Freedom Day celebrated uh, every 3rd of May. So, a uh, big one and a uh, big shout out. Congratulations uh, to all our media personnel out there, all our analysts. I want to say congratulations to you. Now, uh, let's come to Padre on this particular uh, matter, speaking about the fact that it works on both sides of the divide. The, you know, the government has to actually put some restrictions as to some of the things that the media puts out there to make sure that fake news does not get out there. Of course, we know that Twitter is a hub for fake news and, uh, you know, just people who just don't, let's not put the word out there, but we know how it can be. So it's, you know, banning Twitter, was it the best move? Maybe not, but putting some restrictions around that space Definitely, yes, I would agree with that personally. And um, as Sake has rightly said, media organizations should learn to, you know, especially the blogs and all of that, should go through some sort of, you know, do more research before putting the information that they put out there so that we avoid this the whole debacle. Because uh, this point of view that the NGE is coming from is a great point. But the truth is that there are some media organizations out there that don't put the right thing out for people to you know to know what do you think uh for me um the first thing i would say is that uh 
everything we do comes with responsibility. Sure. Um, wherever you find yourself, you know, whatever duty you, uh, uh, you have to carry out, you have to carry them out with some sense of responsibility. Even when you are doing something right, there are some times that you even have to ask yourself some questions that what is going to be the outcome of the action that I'm about I'm about to take. And that's why sometimes you hear some people talk about optics, some people talk about diplomacy. Okay, even if I'm going to put the truth out there, how do I put it out there in yes. such a way that it doesn't have a bad repercussion? And the case may be. But I also feel that when it comes to the government trying to censure what people say, uh, what people do, what people write, what people post, I feel that uh, it's, uh, it's a kind of, uh, should I say, hypocrisy? Mm. Yeah, because politicians do that a lot. Mm. They do propaganda. Sure. When governments come out and they have spent $5 billion on a project and they tell you they have spent $500 billion on a project, mm. and you put the information out there, that is misinformation. Mm-hmm. Whether you like it or not. True. When you have not done 80% of a work of a project in a place that you come out to say we have done this or you have, no, or you have not more than, done more than 20% and you claim it is 50 or 70, mm. that is part of it. So you only hear them cry when it doesn't favor them. Mm. If Kuka, Bishop Kuka, mm. should come out tomorrow <laughs> and probably say things that Sweetens the ear of the presidency. Oh, you! I'm uh, not sure Femi Adeshino or Gabashi will talk. Yeah, they will not talk. But yeah. then say something that they don't like. They come out and brandish a lot of things. If I they and did they one, the ones that define what they don't like, it's uh, not as if it is. Uh, it becomes so relative hmm. to them. Universal concepts. <laughs> they did one recently, and I feel that Lai Mohammed should be calling them and be collecting five million from them. <laughs> When they said that bec- uh, the reason why the so-called Tucano or whatsoever warfare and all those stuff were not yeah. given to us was because of Ku- Bishop Kuka and some other people. people. Are you not trying that? to incite people with that statement? Uh-huh. How do we Is that not it? inciting? So if I love my country so much, I can begin to hate Bishop Kuka. Hmm. Especially if I live in the north hmm. and I've had families who have lost their lives yeah to terrorism to terrorism i will say and i have been exactly. hoping and i've been hoping that this problem should be brought to an end in fact i've been hopeful especially when it was announced at a point in time that yes america is going to give us some kind of uh war aircraft and, and now now hear that, that because of the statements of persons have made and because they have gone to a place to have meetings with, with meetings with the white people that is why our our soldiers and our air force that men cannot get what they want uh-huh. is that not incitive in fact, that is not misinformation. Misinformation is even a little bit manageable. That is disinformation. When you intentionally put an information out there, to, a false one, to, 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 cause trouble. to cause trouble. Misinformation can be out of... It may be a mistake. Mm-hmm. It can be done innocently. You are putting out a fact. Um, you are putting out a story, but your facts are not really your fact. But you think that these are the facts, and it was because you were satisfied with your conscience that, yes, these things are okay. That's why you put it out there. That is misinformation. But this information is to cause trouble. Deliberate. Deliberately. With you, the use of false statements, false facts. Is that not what some of them have been doing? Because that statement alone is enough to put somebody's life in danger. Truth. So you see, they also use the same tool. They use it as a weapon. When they use it, there is no problem. It is government policy. 
It's okay. It's okay to talk. Because but they are peace speaking on behalf of the yeah, presidency. Now, but when others say it, it is insightful speech, it is mm. hate speech, mm. you know. Mm. So, it is, mm. so that is the, that is the issue. If somebody had come out, maybe someone who had been in the corridors of power before and said, okay, this issue of uh, warfare is happening because President Buhari favors Muslims in Nigeria than Christians. And America feels that he's going to use it as, as, a, as a force mm. on the... Would they have come out to say no? What you are saying is is, mm. is not true. Mm. But you can say that, and nobody can question you. Question you. So everything comes with responsibility, and unfortunately, most of our leaders they don't have it. Hmm. They don't have that moral conscience, conscience. that moral probity, that self dignity and integrity is not there. They've forgotten that by twenty twenty three, Femi Adesina is not going to be in Aso Villa again. Except if the next president, whoever becomes the next president, feels that, ah, these guys, they did a good job mm. in the last administration. Let me also make use of them. Gabashewu is no longer going to be there. They don't think of that. And then, like I've always said, we have a society where we allow all of these things to take hold. We don't hold our leaders responsible. As much as many people will talk against these guys today, let them come down tomorrow and say they want to be senators or they want to be governors. People will still vote for them. And people will not remind them. It's even better in some countries. People will remind you what you did, ben what you. you said. And you will come out and apologize publicly oh. and say, ah, it was a time I didn't know much. Oh. Uh-huh. I was still young then. Mm-hmm. I was still having some kind of youthful <laughs> exuberance then. No, 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 it no, does no, not no. even happen here at all. No, it happened here. It happened here. Pantami. <laughs> uh-uh. Don't forget Pantami so early. Please. It but he was already Pantami. in power. Pantami came to come and say that. Uh, he was a, he's already in power. Uh, it, it, the government said that no, no, no. It, it was a, it was in a. You understand? They when covered it. Young, hmm. For if you go and look at that Pantami story, hmm. look at the things he said when he said he it. He said it. Look as in look at them. And, and this was when. Then now that same Pantami is a minister, and this same government that is saying we we shouldn't talk. He's saying that no, no, we should. You know, not, I've always been saying it here before. When you look, when you want to look for an administration that contradicts itself so much, it is this administration. Uh, 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 they contradict because if you apply logic and you think deeply and you analyze bit by bit some of the actions, some of their statements, then you just just get to see that this is a, this administration that contradicts itself so badly. Hmm. Look at the Twitter issue because the president said something. That by policy of the handle you are using, the platform you are using, it's wrong. And they take you off. Then all of a sudden, you use your big power. Twitter was banned. And now you came up with a story. And it's because they have been doing this, they have been doing that. What are you doing? You are feeding people with lies. Hmm. Some may not want to accept it, but we hmm. all know that is the truth. Yorubas hmm. will say, which cried yesterday. We heard the voice of a witch yesterday, and all of a sudden, in that same household, a child dies today. Hmm. Who, who cannot connect the dots? So, you see, it's just so bad that we have the situation. Sake has said it. It's not as if the government is wrong all the time. We are not saying that. There are times that, for eight years, I was the communications director of Undo Diocese. I've had a few moments when I had to call reporters and say that, see, this news you put out there about us is not true. Where did you get your, where did you get your own fact from? And sometimes some of them would argue. I know that sometimes they use it as a strategy. 
If they want to get to you, you it's like they are not having access. Just journalists do that a lot. I don't know the, to get your attention. the terminology they, they give to mm. it. They use it to get your attention so that they can actually get the right story. So when you see that they have put something false out there, you would be forced to say that, no, this is not a thing. Let us set it straight. Except for some people who may want to go ballistic. Mm. They don't care whether they want to tell you the truth of the matter. They just go about litigation and you have it. Okay. But then, like I said, there must be responsibility on the part of the government, on the part of the people, on the part of the media practitioners. Because media these days have gone beyond the parlance of the practitioners themselves. Mm-hmm. Ordinary people now post information yeah. with, without training whatsoever because that's what the social media the are for. Issue in itself. So that is the situation. But when everybody tries to apply responsibility and we all develop this moral consciousness okay. that see, is this right or is this wrong? Mm. Is this proper or is this improper, then we try to get it right. All right, okay, quickly. I just want to say that sometimes when we heard, I'm talking to the government especially, Mm. when you heard information unnecessarily, you create avenue for rumors and false you see, I, I know that there's some government job that should be done in secrecy. We should do some things until it comes to fruition before people. But in Nigeria, we we put so much secrecy on everything mm. and we don't give information until, like what he said happened, until mm. people force you to say it, until people carry rumor. And for me, one of the reasons there's gross corruption and ineptitude and negligence and, you know, uh, not being effective is because our leaders just do things. You can't run government business as if it's your own. It is not your own, Sama. It is not your own. You are running it for people. It means you are accountable. That's the meaning of leadership is accountability to the people. If you are a chairman of a business, you are accountable to the shareholders. We all are the shareholders. And it means from time to time, during the OBJ regime, we may not get all the best, but we had all this. Uh, what's what the person that where we meet with the presidency? There's a way there should be interaction. It's not all this sending media. There should be issues. Okay. I should be able to call, you know, my house rep member, mm-hmm. my president, and say this is it. There should be cases. There's a governor in London State. It does not matter who you are. If you write to him, you will get back a response. Government should be like that. Okay. That's the only way that there'll be minimal miscommunication. Let me put it that way. Yes, because even at that time, the people will already know the facts for themselves, even as the media puts it out. A very good point, uh, Sake. Now, to wrap things up on trending issues, I'll come to Essigon with this one. And uh, it's, uh, it's from the presidency, Buhari himself, saying that uh, rescuing the kidnapped uh, train passengers is uh, delicate and requires wisdom, saying that the terrorists are using the hostages as shields against them. Essigon, what do you think about this, real quick? Well, I think he's right. Mm. He's very, very right. It requires wisdom. You know, I can't say whether you're... No, no. He's, he's very, very correct. Is okay. is a, a risky situation. Mm. And it requires wisdom. Mm. And I, I pray that the wisdom that is necessary comes. <laughs> uh-huh. That's my own. And when the wisdom comes, I pray they apply it, Mm -hmm. you know, as the wisdom comes, because that's the thing. Because the thing about wisdom is when wisdom gives you instructions and you don't follow the instructions, you will will pay for it. Mm. So I I can't sit here and say I don't want those people back home. 
their families need them. Their families are traumatized. And the fact is, this is not the first of its kind. We are not the first set of people that are finding ourselves in this situation. And that is why I'm saying that I am praying, you know, that they find wisdom. There are ways to go about getting wisdom. We do interaction. We do consultancy. We consult, you understand? And that's why I'm praying, you know, that they find wisdom. And they go about it the right way so that they get the right wisdom that we apply in this situation. But then note that if we're able to get out of this situation, it is one thing. It is great. But the fundamental issues are still there. Okay. And the fundamental issues need to be addressed. All right. And if we don't address that fundamental issue or those fundamental issues, mm-hmm. then that means that these situations will continue to continue. Okay. And we continue to go on. Okay. Uh-huh. It's okay. I just had a little to what he said. I think it's time for us to upgrade our skills security-wise. Like he said, there are many security experts who have dealt in this skill of negotiating, skill of, you know, should I say, rescuing or extraditing people. And I think we should not just sit down. I agree with him on what he said. We cannot just move in like that anyhow. Mm -hmm. But I think by now we should have a crop of security officials who are trained in how to handle these terrorists, who are trained on how to disarm, you know, uh, terrorists and retrieve. Because, you see, this will boost our morale. This will boost our image. image. Once these people know that they are going to be getting away with this, they are going to get more daring okay. over the time. Alright. Now, uh, the President has uh, asked, the, he has directed security agencies and the Nigerian Railway Corporation to provide more regular and detailed information to the victims' families on their condition and efforts to save them, talking about communications. Uh, do you think that this is happening often enough? Uh, anyway, without any prejudices to whatever... Uh, effort the government has been putting in place and what other analysts have said. I think one of the, I think the the greatest thing that this president has really, really known how to do is to direct. I have instructed, I have directed, I have I have given instruction and all those stuff. And for me, you know, the worries don't end. This is the 37th day that these people have been in captivity. And up to now, we are still having no way forward. And then we continue to hear the same statement again. Is that not what we have been... Since when have we been hearing that the terrorists have been using civilians as body shield? Mm. It's not the first time. But the question is, are we developing strategies to make sure that that don't happen again? Or when it happens, we have a way around it? Eh? Is it, for me, these are the things right. that we should be talking about. Right. But now having the same statement all over and over again, <laughs> okay. the worries, they are just, they keep, they are endless. Okay, that's what we can take on uh, trending issues for today. News on the Globe is up next. Stay tuned.